Boz. Welcome to the Land of Boz with Jeff Bosley. Holy crap. Welcome to the Land of Boz. I am, as you can only imagine, because I pimp out this show constantly. I am Jeff Bosley. It is Wednesday, November 7th. It's been quite a hiatus, and for those of you that have been extremely understanding uh, and accepting of my apologies, thank you so much. Um, holy, yeah, it's for anybody that follows me, it's been a pretty awesome week. Um, I spent a, I went to New York, and um, I finally saw uh, my first it, it kind of lost a little bit of its novelty for anybody that follows me. I um, I went to New York. Um, a uh, former Green Beret friend of mine, I won't name him. He uh, he had a he's done very well for himself, and he has a bajillion miles. And he uh, gave me miles to make the trip, um, and uh, some Airbnb connections. And I was able to go to to New York to see what I was hoping would be my giant um, Call of Duty billboard in Times Square. And much to my surprise, after trekking down the streets and a couple other things that day, I uh, got there to where it was at, and it had already been replaced, which, quite frankly, I'm surprised because Call of Duty is no small campaign, um, but it had been beat by some show on Hulu that I don't even recognize. <laughs> so, uh, admittedly, I was a little poo-poo-lipped and a little uh, pissed off, um, but I remember a good fun friend of mine uh, uh pointed out that there's one near the uh oh god what's it called the dang uh center where the games are and everything right i'm just completely blanking in new york well wherever that is um i went down there and checked it out um and it was there uh pretty giant billboard still and i had some random stranger take a picture of me and it was all good uh i overall had a good time for anybody that hasn't been in new york um i I love New York. I've always loved New York. I love, I've shot there. I've visited there. I've actually, the only times I've been there is for work, to be honest with you. I've never really like, visited. I mean, to be honest, my last vacation was in 1997. My last true, true vacation, not something that overlapped or double dipped as a work trip. So my last actual no shit, go away, think about nothing else other than relaxing vacation was um, 1997. Uh, my father and I went scuba diving in Belize. And uh, never been on vacation since. <laughs> uh, but yeah, saw that billboard. It was awesome. Anybody, there's just something about New York. And I, I'm not biased. Actually, yeah, I am. This is highly opinionated. Um, there's something about New York in that when you meet people, uh, if you meet someone, they're genuine. Uh, whether they're an a-hole or a nice person, what you get, what you see is what you get. And it's awesome. And honestly, uh, I don't know if New York has a bad rep or it was me stereotyping before I had visited there, but the, um, lack of, I guess there might be a stereotype where people are like not friendly or whatever. And I think that's bull crap. I think there is a, um, uh, what's the right word? <laughs> there is a, uh, directness where if you're soft comes across as hostile and maybe abrasive, but that's not the thing is people are just to the point in New York. And if you have an issue with that, it just means you're soft, I think. And I, I stopped and asked people for a pic, you know, to hold the camera and take a picture. Obviously I'm not an idiot. I'm not going to hand over somebody that thinks going to steal my phone, but Every time I asked for somebody to help take a picture for me at this silly billboard, uh, people were more than happy. Um, 
and we're pretty cool about it. Um, I met some people up in a city. I just blanked on the name. It's called like Orangeburg. I went to a, a, a gym there called Varsity House. This trip was a just an overlapping of miraculous coincidences. Um, I've worked, I've trained uh, under Jim Jones' program since I'd heard of it clear back in a long time ago when I was still in Special Forces. I'd been using their programs to train. And um, throughout the years, I've still used them. And just recently, I connected with um, Lisa Bouchard and Jake Hutchinson. And they've connected me with all their programs. I do their program every other day here in L.A. And coincidentally, Jim Jones was having a level one seminar at Varsity House. And uh, they invited me to come. I was able to hang out there Saturday and uh, do what's called the tailpipe workout. Which, if, if you've never done the tailpipe workout, uh, Google it. It is. It seems pretty innocuous and simple, and I I, I knew I thought it was too, admittedly. Uh, but I knew what I, I knew not to trust myself uh, because I know enough about Jim Jones. And basically, what you do is you you partner up, and it's in five minutes, you, or the standard I should say is five minutes. But basically, there's only two events: one partner rows 250 meters, while the other one holds, um, as assuming it's a male two i think it's 54 pound kettlebells in this it's called i can't remember it's called racked out or rack position basically your lungs are holding those kettlebells and on the first set if you're the one holding the kettlebells and the other guy rowing you're solid your lungs haven't been taxed nothing's wrong but the minute you rotate so far so good if you started on the kettlebells because you're not like your lungs haven't exploded but once you've like done that 250 meter sprint on the rower and then gone back and placed 100 and change pounds on your lungs, you start having some come to Jesus moments. There's no joke about this thing. And me and my uh, partner, we were tall guys. We have a good, um, our, our, uh, our efficiency was awesome on the rower and we were crushing it. I could tell people were impressed. Our team, our, our, how we were working together as a team was awesome. We were motivating each other. Uh, we were pretty flawless. Our transition times might have been faster, but we put in some serious, serious work. Um, and I honestly, the standard is to do a three sets total. So you'll rotate back and forth doing each of those things three times. And we crushed it. Like when we were done, I collapsed. He collapsed. Um, and uh, another gentleman on another team had to quit. It's it's a no joke uh, evolution. And we got five minutes, 28 seconds. And I hell if I know where we would get that 28 minute, 28 seconds to actually achieve the standard. The standard's five minutes. It's no joke. Uh, the only thing I can think of is maybe faster transitions, um, maybe faster rowing, but holy shit. Uh, so that was awesome. Uh, I went back and then I was able to meet with a uh, physician I'm, tr- I've been wanting to work with for years. And she, uh, she's awesome in that she cares about the total package of health when it comes to people, whether it's advocating stem cell therapy or advocating, uh, actually looking at all the deep, deep lab values and chemistry panels of a person and totally evaluating the whole health package. And you know what? A lot of people assume because I was raised by an emergency room physician and I'm pretty a black and white guy, to be honest with you, at the end of the day, I don't care what it is as long as it works. Uh, I have my bias, obviously, but you know, if, if gluten-free and dairy-free or whatever the crap is out there is the thing that makes you feel better, knock yourself out. So her and I are developing a, I, I don't know what you'd call it, like a whole life application protocol. 
where um, she's going to just make me feel better and get me care and all the crap that other doctors and physicians via the VA and uh, military retirement are not providing me with. So uh, she's awesome. And then when I was done there, I wandered down to Times Square to be disappointed, uh, but I did end up finding at least a billboard over at the, uh, for the life of me, I still can't remember the venue, the big giant venue in New York where that happens. I could easily hit pause here and record and look it up, but I'm not going to, I'm going to keep it real. Uh, but that's me kind of rambling. Um, yeah, I uh, stayed in New Jersey across the Hudson River and God dang, I don't know. There's just something about actually having seasons uh and new york is beautiful in the autumn actually having leaves and having crisp cool weather uh it's no secret or no no it probably is a very people have figured out that it's probably a very safe assumption that i love seasons i love winter i love autumn Um, i love having to bundle up for the cold i love snow so it was a much much needed uh break from Los Angeles to get to New York during the autumn time. Uh, and I stayed across the river. And uh, if you've seen the pictures on Instagram on on the Jeff Bosley, the pictures I took across the river, um, looking at New York were just breathtaking. Not in a, I'm not bragging, the imagery was astonishing. I didn't do anything. I have no like photography skills or training. I just turned it on the camera and pointed. Uh, the fog was rolling in the lights were on. Um, it was just God dang beautiful. <laughs> and there's just something about it. It was, it was, uh, I dare, I rarely use the word magical, but it was quite magical. I had a great time. Um, I hope, I don't want to call him the host family. My Airbnb family was super cool, d- cool dude and his, uh, girl and his baby. Um, great time. Freaking awesome trip. Um, had some moments of stresses in here and there, but you know, that's just life in general. So, that's my kind of rambling uh, before we get into some of the more outline show proper stuff where actually I took some notes, stuff I want to talk about. So for now, uh, that is my where I've been, what I've been doing. And um, on top of that, thank you for the new subscribers. Thank you for your time, your patience and everything. It, it's been awesome. So let's get into some of the little bit more structured parts of the show. <laughs> Good Lord, this could be a long show if I'm not careful, but I'm looking at my notes and some of the stuff I want to talk about. First off, right off the bat, a lot of people have been emailing, and so that's awesome, uh, especially after this trip to New York. A reminder, uh, Laser Hit Shooters provided me with um, a very large stack of, of Call of Duty um, 8x10s of Nomad, and um, we're providing those. Just email jbosleyllc at jeffbosley.com. Again, um, the letter J, B-O-S-L-E-Y. I just blanked on it. J Bosley, uh, LLC at jeffbosley.com. Again, J-B-O-S-L-E-Y, LLC at jeffbosley.com. Shoot me the request, um, and we'll get those Call of Duty Nomad uh, signature or autographed. That sounds so pompous autographed pictures sent out to you and um so it's huge thanks to call or um laser hit laser hit shooters for that and one thing i'll address here uh somebody made a comment on on another show somewhere for the lack of for the life of me i can't remember where um yes i have a on-air voice if you will uh it's i, I don't know what it is i think it's the that way for anyone um 
I've met a couple people that have podcasts and shows and they have like a performance voice and it seems weird. And when I listen back to the show and I'm editing it and cutting it together, I'm like, I don't talk like that, but there's something about it. So yeah, for those of you that, uh, actually only two people, two people DM'd me over the past X amount of time and said something about, you know, your voice seems fake or that seems pitchy or, or show offy. I can't remember the words they used. Oh yeah. I don't know what it is and I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, I guess I have a quote unquote show voice. So, uh, that's me just performing. So let's get on to the show and uh, my performance voice will say, thank you. Here we go. And now a little glimpse into what makes me tick, (laughs) whether you like it or not, here's Jeff's journal. All right. And today for Jeff's journal. Uh, for those of you who might be new, this is where I cover my um, kind of my goal for the day, my plan for the day, and I kind of uh, created a hybrid from experiences I've had with uh, Dr. Levi Harrison and um, Gary John Bishop's uh, on F book, <laughs> um, and the three um, overall categories I look at are gratitude, assertion, and action. And uh, again, I never use the word affirmation because it sounds weak. Uh, and these are just kind of things I used to set my day up for success, things I want to plan to do. Uh, again, anybody who knows me knows I'm not too whimsical and, you know, like, oh, the universe will answer my spirit crap. Uh, but I do try to jot down just like anything. Um, I always relate it to scuba diving. When you plan your dive and you dive your plan, if you write it down, you have at least some sort of guideline to uh, try to adhere to. So that's my attempt. And I do this first thing in the morning to try to set my day up for success. Uh, Today, gratitude. I'm thankful for the faith from others and, uh, and for whatever I, whatever I do to give them that belief. Okay. So basically I'm, there's a lot of people that have a lot of faith and support uh, towards me and I'm not sure what I do. I mean, I have a generic concept, but whatever I do to get that faith and belief, I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for whatever I do that um, uh, appeals to people, and then I'm thankful for their um, blind faith and support. So it means a lot to me. Uh, my assertion, adult language, three seconds, fuck the past. That's my assertion today. Again, last swear word, fuck the past. I think we can all probably learn from that. Uh, I'm highly hypocritical, and it's not the easiest thing for me to do either. But you know what? The past is the past. Move on. Um, I think 99% of my social media existence and this podcast is just for uh, Jeff's self-counseling. But at the end of the day, you know, whatever. Uh, But maybe it's something you all can uh, learn from too is just to uh, F the past. And lastly, action. Uh, Today, uh, I want to work and get caught up. That's pretty generic and trivial, but it's a plan of attack I had, and it was referencing tons of emails and tons of crap I was really behind on due to the New York trip. And you know what? So far, so good. Uh, I've accomplished that. So that was today's Just Journal. And this is possibly one of my uh, favorite, um, only because it seriously validates um, everything I do and Everything I do having an incidental bonus effect, inspiring or motivating or somehow speaking to you all means the world to me. And so I very hesitantly call this segment fan mail, I guess, or something to do with people writing me as supporters. But in whatever, here is a little bit of fan mail. Ah! Oh my God! Here? 
I know him. I know him. Okay, and today's fan mail comes via, I believe it was a Facebook direct message, which um, no disrespect to the person that used this. It is a horrible way to get a hold of me. Um, there's no way to turn that off or filter it, and I miss a lot of messages that way. I really try to not use that because it's just one more way to lose messages. However, this one made it through. Uh, but in the meantime, feel free to chime in on the Patreon page or fans at jeffbosley.com, F-A-N-S, at jeffbosley.com. That's the super easiest way to get a hold of me. But let me read this one, and uh, this also ties into the next segment about like motivation and all that. So today's fan mail. Hey, Jeff, it looks like you've enjoyed your trip back east. I lived in New York for 16 years, and fall has always been my favorite season. I just wanted to thank you. I've been going through a tough few weeks and quietly slipping into a wee depression. Exercise has always been my cure for that, but I'd been feeling sorry for myself last week. I saw your live feed of you walking through the morning. Walk, uh, I saw your live feed of your walk that last morning and how you just needed to get your blood flowing. I was lying in bed and looked out at the sun shining through and thought, adult language, fuck this. Stop the pity party. I grabbed my my uh, gold my dog and we did a five mile hike and then I headed to the gym for some weights. Just finished in time to head out to a gig. I wanted to thank you for the inspiration. Well, first off, number one, that's awesome. You wrote me. That means a lot to me. Uh, number two, uh, that is doubly awesome that my simple walk in New York helped to get you out of a, a minor or get you on the path to getting out of a funk. Um, so yeah, that's a really cool email. Um, for whatever reason, uh, for what she's referencing, for those who don't know, uh, my last day in New York, I was exhausted. I had only got a couple hours of sleep, and um, I wasn't going to wake up and do some crazy workout. But I also was. I'm trying to get a little bit better about just getting up and getting moving. If I and and incorporating a lot more exercise just throughout my day. And so I woke up and took about a 45 minute walk. And because it was uh, just along the, I, it was literally along the Hudson River on the other side of the uh, river from New York. Uh, the view was New York to my left and this beautiful park with full of leaves of autumn on the right. And um, it was good. You know, I got some blood flowing. And um, uh, I, again, I think without being like some fitness fanatic that fitness fixes everything because it's not the case. However, I think fitness or exercise is definitely can be applied metaphorically to a lot of things in life. And for whatever reason, no matter what your goals are, fitness is a good thing to kind of help get you through your stuff. Um, a lot of people don't necessarily like going to the gym and all that, but you know, there's always, there's something meditative about taking a nice long walk in the silence of the early mornings. And, uh, for this individual that clicked for her, and I'm glad that means a lot to me and I wish her the best. So that's super awesome. She took the time to write in and, uh, hopefully other people can get, uh, equal motivation somehow from me too. So if you're going through some times, try to wake up in the morning and just go for a walk in silence, take it all in and process your life. Hope all is well. Take care. And I want to piggyback today's motivation segment on that fan email and kind of roll on some stuff that t uh, that that went off when we her and I continued talking via DMs and um, a couple other things I want to talk about in today's section on uh, motivation. So 
today's motivation is multifaceted, but one of the things uh, we talked about um, based on the fan email is I responded back to her and I told her about, um, here, I'll just read it, was look, sooner or later the body and the spirit just crash. Those pity parties, although not the best, are good to have and get it out of our system. At least well, that's what I tell myself. And um, it was kind of about that is that, you know what, we have a lot of, I call it poo-poo lip where your bottom lip sticks out and you're all feeling sad for yourself. But you know what, she was going through some crap and you know what, I think, one thing I, I really firmly believe in is, it's kind of like when you're sick. You can't pretend you're not sick. You can't, you can't act like you're not sick. You can't pretend it doesn't happen. So you just have to embrace it, get through it, and move on and get healthy again and, and get moving forward. And I think that sickness can go with anything, whether you're uh, quote-unquote emotionally sick or spiritually sick or, you know, whatever sick is, you can't deny it. And if that's if that comes in the form of having a bad day or a little bit of a pity party for a weekend based on just life drama or relationship drama or whatever drama, embrace it, uh, rest and heal up, so to speak, and then move on. Uh, denying it or pretending it's not happening is just stupid. So, uh, you know, I, she did that. We were talking about, you know, just having... I posted an awesome meme today. I'll see if I can find it while I'm rambling here. But she, you know, she said she had a pity party and she things are better and all that. And I think a lot of that is because, you know, accepting what you're going through and accepting kind of just a funk you're in is is highly important. And uh, this meme is really good. Um, it talks about how, you know what, sooner or later you have to just embrace your, just the, excuse my language here, but your shit you're going through. And here's a really good meme about that. And I'll just read it. To, to protect your energy. It's okay to cancel an appointment. It's okay not to answer that call. It's okay to change your mind. It's okay to want to be alone. It's okay to take a day off. It's okay to do nothing. It's okay to speak up. It's okay to let go. I thought that was a really cool meme. And that kind of was applicable to, you know, her kind of crappy poo-poo day is hole up, you know, lick your wounds but get out and get out there. And that's exactly what she did later in the conversation. She talked about how that helped. She was able to kind of get her sleep and get her rest and move out and conquer and feel better about what she's doing. And that's kind of where today's motivation thing tie in. I want to go kind of cover a note I took over the weekend. It might've been when I was at gym or 99% of the time, all these are kind of self-reflective, but there was a point or something uh, I was approached with. Um, and I wrote down, I want to, I want to talk about adapting and overcoming. That's a phrase that's beat to death in the military is adapt and overcome. And that, but I also wrote, let it go. And it got to me about how, uh, you know what? Shit happens. Uh, we need to embrace it. We need to, you know, like I said in uh, earlier in this section is denying it or acting like it's not happening is bull crap. It's, I, I really like comparing it to a sickness. You can't act like you're not sick. You can't muscle through that. You have to accept it and do something about it to get through it and get better and get moving on. And I think that's with anything, uh, whether it's something that's bothering you, some sort of obstacle, some sort of relationship drama or some sort of extra relationship drama for that matter. You know, you, you have to take it, adapt and overcome. And that doesn't have to be some grandiose gesture or some amazing event. Adapting and overcoming could just mean a taking it, swallowing it, dealing with it, you know, having your pity party and moving forward. Adapting and overcoming could also just mean taking it, chewing it, spitting it out, and moving forward. Overcome doesn't mean have to be some grandiose conquering of an obstacle. 
but then my subsect to that comment was let it go. And that's, that was more note for me than anything. It's like, I, I really firmly believe I can adapt and I can overcome and I can conquer all blah, blah, blah. But I really am bad about letting things go. And so that's why I wrote the note, let it go. And so if you're going to adapt and overcome whatever you're going through, good, bad, or, or I guess I should say big, small, or trivial, it's impacting you. It's impacting me. It's impacting us somehow. So it is what it is. So adapt and overcome, figure out the problem, fix it or get around it or move on. But at the end of the day, whatever that it thing is, is let it go. Learn from it, deal with it, adapt from it, learn from it, but then drop it. And that's where my own uh, taste of self-medicine is. Every day on my Instagram, I wake up and the first thing I post is a daily dose. And by daily dose, I mean a daily dose of my own medicine. It's kind of, you know, smack myself in the face with a dose of my own reality. And that's the thing is letting it go, is uh, chalking up the lesson, learning from the, the experience and, you know, duly noted, as, as I like to say, and then moving on, let it go. Uh, little example I kind of dance around a lot is an ex relationship. You know, that didn't go well. It went really south for some reason. Uh, it seems like, a, I don't want to use the word waste, that's a little strong, but it seems like two years that were just didn't exist all of a sudden. Dwelling on it sucks. It serves no purpose, but learning from it, uh, adapting and overcoming, so to speak, and uh, kind of building up my uh, scars or building up my lessons learned and let it go. Don't forget those things you learned from it. Don't forget the things that you need to do different next time, but don't the things you're learning from, don't let them sit there and fester and become toxic. Let it go. So that might be um, second nature for some of you, but for me and maybe a lot of other people, that's not the case. So I guess, again, in the shortest way to put it is adapt to whatever's going down, overcome it, learn from it, and then when you're done learning those lessons and logging them away for future use, drop it, let it go. And with all the traveling I did, um, I watched the hell out of some movies on the planes, although I slept during most of them. Uh, however, the one I stayed awake for most was Mad Max Fury Road. And uh, for today's nerd chat, I want to talk about it. Nerd! So, Mad Max Fury Road. Look up the definition of frenetic, and that is this movie. And I mean that in the 10 out of 10 good way. Full of just, you just constantly are on the edge of your seat just wanting to know, oh God, how's this going to happen? Um, it's, uh, no spoilers, but it is very well done. Uh, if, for those who don't know, they did not bring back Mel Gibson, but Tom Hardy was a perfect fit for this. He didn't do any weird voices. He didn't do any weird. I mean, he was he was Mad Max. He was. I always butcher the guy's name, but he was Mac Ratansky um, at his finest. He has the right accent for it, the right look. Um, I think they did a couple throwbacks, kind of giving a little bit of a nod to uh, Mel Gibson's portrayal. Um, but damn. It is a good movie, so I know this is bad, uh, makes for bad audio, but here's at least the teaser trailer that might, you know, paint it a little bit for you. My name is Max. My world is fire and blood. As the world fell, it was hard to know who was more crazy. Me. 
So yeah, awesome movie. It full of energy, and I'll just read a quick um, or semi-quick uh, plot outline. Mad Max Fury Road. Um, it's the fourth installment and reboot of the Mad Max franchise. It is a joint Australian-American venture produced by Kennedy Miller Mitchell. Uh, George Miller is the genius behind all of this. It follows Max, Tom Hardy, who joins forces with uh, Furiosa, Char- Charlize Theron, to flee uh, from a cult leader and his army in an armored tanker trunk, leading to a lengthy road battle. Um, that's the very short version. Um, you would think, okay, action movie, there's no plot here, but despite really the quick summary of the plot, this movie captures and captivates the entire time. It's astonishing because really there's no crazy um, blatant beginning, middle, and end as far as uh, typical plots, but for for whatever reason, you're captivated from the beginning to the end. Uh, you know, the plot isn't like some deep, crazy, crazy um, plot. However, it, it keeps you with it. But the thing, holy God, the action. I'd heard about this movie. It, it, there was a huge push when this movie came out to s- finally get stunt performers a, a category in the Oscars. I still firmly believe they deserve that. This movie is no joke, poetic stunt ballet. It is astonishing what they do. Um, I know a lot of people that worked on this, a lot of uh, low on the totem pole and high on the totem pole people that worked on this film. And it is no joke, the things they had to do, the coordination that had to be done. And that makes, you know, and that's not to say that don't go watch this if you don't like stunts. That's not the case, but this film incorporated the plot, the characters, and, and this movie inherently will be a crazy action movie, but they do it in such a way that's not just robotic and shoved in your face. You're constantly on the edge of your seat, energized by the energy of this thing. Um, Charlize is astonishing. She does so well in this role. It's really good. And I'm kind of neutral on Tom Hardy. I'm like jealous, but I like all of his roles. Uh, so as a fan, he nails it. This is the perfect role for him. Uh, he he gets it. He keeps it simple. He doesn't go like I said. He doesn't go to some crazy weird voices. He just I I know he inherently has a British accent, but you know he kind of tweaks it a little bit to an Australian one, and he nails it the entire film. And it, it really nails a lot of things. When this world goes to hell, these are the way. This is the way things may go, and it's it's creepy in its details and the things it doesn't really shove in your face. But if you look closely, you're like, oh, that, oh, God, that makes sense. You'll catch yourself going, why do I understand what I just saw? Does that make me messed up? You know, it's not, doesn't shove in your face. It just kind of takes, it kind of just says, here's how the world is in, in this, in this, in this film. Take it or leave it. It doesn't really like force you to understand the why. It just kind of, you, you're shoved in the world as it's been happening. There's no crazy backstory. They do a clever way of explaining what's been going down in the opening. And then you're just kind of thrust into the existence and it's astonishing. So it's very well done. The action sequences, like I said, are 10 out of 10. No questions. Um, the plot's great. The visual effects are great. They only enhance it and they don't detract from it. They're not like this crazy CGI distraction. But George Miller did take advantage of the technology at his hands and created these amazing vast landscapes of action and actually created these amazing environments and worlds that couldn't have been done prior to uh, the digital age. So um, obviously I say go see it. 
It's a good movie. You don't have needed. You don't have had to see the other Mad Max movies. It's a nice to have seen them, just kind of as a cool little nostalgic education. But it stands alone. It's a great film. I I don't doubt that it won't have more uh, sequels. But again, at the end of the, <sighs> sorry, a sneaky yawn. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's money dependent. If it made good, if it did go to the box office, they'll consider it. I'm sure. But it was a very well done movie. Go check it out. You'll be uh, you'll be happy with just, just the sheer action that happens to have a good amount of plot. Okie dokie. Well. I train a lot. Uh, fitness is the thing that gets me through my day, and I have a lot to say and occasionally educate, but today's mostly a little bit of rant with some insight. Uh, so here's today's fitness section. Okay, I'm going to get a Bowflex. I'm going to commit. I'm going to get some dumbbells. You know you can't eat dumbbells, right? So today's fitness rant is kind of an end user beware, um, something I just want to um, have you y'all consider as far as the receiver or the end user of all things that are out there on social media, on any level of, uh, advertising, how you as the receiver are dealing with it and how you're being bombarded with it and how to kind of maybe wrap your mind around it. A couple things I wanted to bring up, uh, firstly, and this is not knocking the individual, uh, but Mr. Joe Rogan during sober October, to his credit, does this amazing month-long competition with fellow comedians, um, taking a month off from all drugs and all alcohol, and also challenging each other to exercise a lot. Awesome. Great points, all valid. Uh, what's weird, what I wanted to kind of point out to maybe people new to fitness or intimidated by fitness is like a lot of his posts talk about doing two and three and maybe four-hour workouts and how he's excited and stoked about it and all that, which is great. But don't let that discourage you. <laughs> this gentleman has all the money on the planet, all the, he can create time. He's an obviously hardworking, busy individual. And this goes for anybody out there, any celebrity or uh, person that their world is fitness or their world is under their control. Don't let that discourage you that the only way you can partake in fitness or getting healthy or trying new habits is to be super rich and super um, control of your life uh, via celebrity or money or all the above. So just because he can shovel out two, three, and four hour workouts, uh, doesn't mean if you can't, you're not going to be successful. Don't let that discourage you. And I'm not just picking on Mr. Rogan, but I mean, in general, like if you see a lot of celebrities, we all know them, their job is fitness. So I, I don't want to say it's easier per se, but they have a lot more things going for them. If their job is to be fit, they don't have to also fight having kids and a desk job and working nine to five and dealing with a life and a husband and a career and school or, or all that and being a fitness person. Um, and social media kind of distorts that. So really keep that in mind is, is your goals are totally attainable. I'm not, not saying that, but also compare what goals you're shooting for and how you're going to get them compared to other pe the people you're looking at and how they get theirs. Um, you know, and, and keep that kind of perspective in mind. And with that being said, second to that, is we are also constantly bombarded uh, imagery via advertising, via social media ads, via sponsored ads, via pop-ups, and all these things that are led to make us want to buy X person's or X company's product. Now, my rant, and I can't vouch for this, it's not like I know for a fact, but my rant is, is when these companies use this mix of people that are uh, obviously quote-unquote natural, probably drug-free, attainable physiques like you and I want, uh, but they also mix in people that are blatantly not natural. And I say that opinionated because I don't know for a fact, 
but when they integrate people that are, in my opinion, gigantically unattainable for you and I, the end user, I find that to be a uh, horseshit. I think it's disgusting to to the this hybrid of advertising of, hey, women look like me or hey, men look like him who are natural and attainable and lean and healthy. And then also, hey, look at this person who is got to be on some sort of drugs. You can be like them too if you buy my product or do my program or buy our company's, uh, you know, fitness regime, you know, regimen. It's, um, it's just something to always consider is every single person in the fitness industry, uh, to my knowledge, there's no independently, they're all wealthy. Don't get me wrong. I know that, but there's no independently wealthy person. That's just out to do it for the sake of doing it. To be brutally honest, the only person I can think of that comes to mind that has is independently wealthy that happens to do fitness is that slightly annoying Canadian guy that does the Kino body stuff. He is crazy wealthy before he got into fitness. So he kind of is doing it for the hell of it, to be honest. He's got to be. Uh, there might be something I don't know. But the dude lives in a mansion in, I think, Canada. He's very well off. And he does fitness stuff. And he seems to be living the lifestyle. <laughs> so he might be the only person I could think of that's doing it just for the hell of it. And a profit is a bonus. However, everyone else, I don't care where your loyalties lie. I don't care who you follow. I don't care what company you use, what company you follow. Their job is to make money. Do not ever ever forget that. And when you're getting discouraged that you don't look like this jacked up roid girl or guy uh, in the imagery, don't forget those two things I mentioned. A, it might be their job. It might be their lifestyle to live, eat, and breathe to look that way. B, they really might be chemically enhanced. And I'm not saying use that as an excuse, but some of these ads lately <laughs> have a blatant, uh, dichotomy of quote-unquote natural and quote-unquote holy shit this guy ate silverback gorilla blood for breakfast so keep that in mind really remember these people are out to catch your eye and have you buy their product buy their company buy buy into their company and lastly in lieu of that i'm looking at my notes here with all that being said you're like oh god well what do i do then what do i buy what do i care i've had astonishing results and i Got, there was a point in my fitness life that it was all I lived, eat, and breathed for over uh, over my acting career. And there was a time where I financially couldn't afford tons of supplements. I couldn't afford to be part of a pro cool program and get a coach and all that crap. And you know what? At the end of the day, diet. The way I ate is all that mattered. It, supplements are that. They are a supplement to something that already exists, something that's already solid, something you already got going for you. So whether if you can't afford supplements or you don't know what ones to get, who cares? I mean, I use that loosely, but really, who cares? Results have been done without supplements. Results have been done without some fancy coach or some fancy program. I'm not trying to like put people out of business because having a coach or adhering to a program that's advertised out there to purchase is astronomically beneficial. Don't get me wrong. But if for some reason you're trying to wade through those waters and figure all this crap out, here's something I look at is, yeah, I, I support like uh, my buddy, uh, Green Bray, who has a supplement company. You know, if, if I have to decide or I don't know what to do, I'm going to lean towards his company because I'd rather support a friend who has a company than somebody I don't know at all, some major, major corporation. But with that being said, at the end of the day, 
use, I use what I can afford and what has good customer service. And that's it. I mean, none of these things are going to be the day they, I, I don't, I'm not saying this jaded, but none of these things are going to be like the life changing overnight as seen on TV deal breaker. The thing that will do that will be time and discipline and kitchen focus. And that's it. All the other stuff, again, are supplements. So I can afford uh, Alpha Elite's products. I can, aff- And their customer service is awesome. So cool. Bonus. I have never interacted once with some major pro- uh, supplement company. The products have been good. I got them from bodybuilding.com or amazon.com. Great. Cool. That's that. If I can afford them, great. But really, at the end of the day, I, I look at my wallet and I look at companies that seem to that I want to believe in and companies that seem to treat me well and have good customer service. Beyond that, F it. Your nutrition. Focus on that. Focus on a coach or a program or an online celebrity or whatever that that focuses on your nutrition because that's the thing that's going to matter. If they tell you the only way to get a physique is to buy their product, their protein, their pre-workout, their detox juice, whatever, people since for decades have pulled off results without buying all that stuff. So don't lose sleep on that. Don't think the only it's all or none. This is not an all or none business. It's not a one one size fits all business. So it's just kind of a ramble. I saw a lot of that this weekend. I saw a lot of ads. I saw a lot of things and I was trying to look at it through eyes of inexperience or intimidation. And that's just kind of some of the stuff I came up with that I wanted to kind of help anybody that's being conflicted with those things to kind of look at and really not let that bother you or bog you down or give you some sense of ins- uh, some sense of poor performance because it shouldn't be that way. Um, and that's what advertising is. Don't forget whether it's movies or supplements or fitness or whatever. In this day and age, the bottom line is the almighty dollar, and um, and you know like you know blank cells ripped and muscular and giant roid freak cells for whatever reason it catches our eyes and i'm guilty of it too we're tricked we have that moment of like oh god that worked for him i'm gonna try it too and boom you're sold game over next thing you know you're buying hundreds of dollars from a supplement company and the guy or the girl probably doesn't even use the supplement <laughs> they may if it's free um but yeah so just um yeah it's kind of my rant hopefully give you a little bit of encouragement when you might be feeling discouraged by the crap we're constantly bombarded with. So I wish you the best. Feel free to, you know, chime in and write me and, and uh, tell me your thoughts, concerns, or questions. And that wraps up Wednesday, the seventh show. Um, it's slightly short because of the chaos. I didn't have a uh, cowboy or sex term uh, or a interview lined up, but I tried to ramble on and at least give you close to an hour. Uh, but I hope it's giving you something and give you a little fix. This has also been released free on uh, the other platform uh, because I didn't have my Monday free show. So hopefully everybody gets something out of this. And um, I, over the last week or so, I've been getting a lot of DMs and a lot of messages and uh, about kind of my transparency or my honesty. And sometimes that's good, sometimes that's bad. But you know what? At the end of the day... <laughs> I'm sure publicists and public relations managers and marketing managers and all that, well, actually, I know for a fact, some friends and professionals constantly tell me, um, you know, you're not supposed to share, don't show, you know, weakness or negativity. And you know what, this show and all my social media, it might ruin my career. I don't know. But you know what, I value transparency. You know, there's a, there's a fine line between that and being too 
exposing. <laughs> uh, but you know what? Um, I value the fact that y'all chime in or talk about how I they can connect with me. And, uh, you know, me being truthful about pooey negative times or frustrations uh, helps. Because with all that being said, I also show that because I want to show the other extreme. How because of this poo-poo lip moment or this obstacle that pisses me off, how I'll still try to muscle through it and overcome it. And to me, showing that transit, that, uh, that, uh, I don't know, that, <laughs> that travel between some sort of sadness or obstacle and then still muscling through uh, motivation and, and conquering something to me, that's more real than something that just constantly conquers shit. Um, and I don't mean to knock anything, but it's really easy when people say, you know, constantly be motivated and don't, and don't, uh, like, here's a good example. Um, I wrote this note, like, it's really easy to survive and exist when people are, are in a place of success and wealth. It's really easy for them to say, rela relax and rest and don't be negative. But you know what? In the real world where you and I exist in, uh, shit happens. And, um, my goal is to expose that negativity or expose those moments of weakness, expose those moments of sadness, but expose the muscling through it and the getting through it because there's massive, massive celebrities that used to inspire me that don't anymore because all I see is constant success, constant motivation. And that's true, but they're not showing the bullshit. They're not showing the bad days. And you know what? That doesn't motivate me because it gets to the point where jaded or otherwise, I constantly see them super rich, super wealthy, traveling the world, living their dreams and telling me all of these things that I should be doing when we don't live the same life apparently. And so I guess my, it's, that's just a little ramble about telling you it means a lot to me when you notice it. And if for some reason it touches you and helps you because that's why I do it. That's why I defy what a lot of business partners and business friends have told me to not do, uh, like social media wise. And, um, you know, I'm still sticking to my guns on that because I think it's more truthful and anybody that says otherwise we'll talk. <laughs> uh, but in the meantime, have a great, Oh, it's hump day. I forgot the hump day sound effect. Son of a Bisquick. So, well, you know what? I'll insert it right here. So, uh, it's hump day. Hump day! Yeah! So, go out and have an amazing Wednesday because of that fun little clip I played you. It is hump day. Get through this week. Muscle through it. Um, I'm going to try to piece together as many shows as I can. Uh, I have a huge Veterans Day four-day event in Connecticut coming up um, that is going to be intensely busy. Uh, so, I'm going to do what I can, and I know you guys will be kind and understanding, and I appreciate it. Uh, but in the meantime, stay tuned for more and, uh, you know what? Go forth, conquer, kick ass, be relentless. Adios, everyone. <laughs>